Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dungeons and Comedians, uh, our D&D debrief. Um, it's been a long time since we've done one of these, but I thought since we uh, wrapped up a year's worth of adventure, it might be a nice chance to, to take a moment and look back over the year. Um, so I am your Dungeon Master, Brendan Bennett, and I have joining me today uh, two of the amazing performers, adventurers that we had uh, regularly appearing during the year 2021 um, in our show. So um, please allow me to introduce, uh, you might remember the sentient piece of wood, Plank, um, played by Phoebe Hurst. Welcome, Phoebe. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to have you here. And Yay. of course playing Daisy the Barbarian, uh, we have Truby Dillon-Smith. Hi, Truby. Hi, Brendan. Hi, Phoebe. It's good to see you both on this uh, on this internet medium and hear your voices. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's great. Thanks for having me. Because you are both, um, you're, you're regulars last year, but you weren't in like the previous season. I know, Truby, you made a, a couple of... Um, appearances in the in our the dnc like first arc um yes. but uh I, I thought it would be good to first of all I'd, I'd love to know from both of you like what's your experience of dungeons and dragons outside of dungeons and comedians um phoebe do you want to start oh okay i was gonna say does trippy want to <laughs> Okay, Trivi, um, no, why, no. why don't you, you start? Can, you should go first, Eric, and you've probably got uh, more of a background okay. than I do. Uh, maybe. Um, <laughs> I, think people, I think people think I've been playing it longer than I actually have. So oh. I started in university, or just after, and for me, that was, um, that was about 2013. So uh, coming up 10 years, but I got into it pretty intensely. So I started uh, at 3.5, uh, mm-hmm. 3.5 edition, um, which was, I think, particularly characterized by having such a volume of rules and tables. I've heard it described as uh, crunchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I quite liked that, actually. I really liked the amount of detail that was in 3.5. Anyway, I played with friends that I made from university, had a few wonderful campaigns. I started off as a DM, actually. Mm. Uh, that was my first foray into, um, into D&D. I think I had a lot of confidence in myself, but <laughs> there, there, there came a lot of learning from that um, because truly my gaming experience goes right back until I was eight, you know, so very into fantasy, very into video games. It, it felt like a familiar friend when I first got into it. Nowadays, uh, you're, as Brendan mentioned, I've, I've dipped my toe into Dungeons and Comedians previously. And I play in a few groups uh, here in Christchurch with a range of people, including actors, improvisers, gamers. I usually have two or three groups going at a time. 
So I, I'm still pretty engaged with it. I know. I can, I, <laughs> I can tell that you guys are shocked. Uh, I'm jealous, I, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was jealousy that I was. I'm just thinking. imagining having that kind of free time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I tell people I'm busy, it's usually because I'm playing TFT. <laughs> Or writing for it, you know, because I still try and DM as much as I can. And I, I I love making campaign settings and world settings. So actually, as a hobby, spend a bit of time doing that. That's about, it's about me and my interactions with D&D. Well, we should actually, to make sure that I don't forget, of course, you are also part of another D&D performance uh, project that's just started this year. Um, do you want to just yeah. talk a little bit about Dice Legends? Yes, I would love to, Brendan. Um, thank you. So, yes, I am in another live performance show of <laughs> D&D. This one being Dice Legends. It is a live stream that we cast primarily on Twitch. Uh, we also upload our VODs to YouTube we actually intend to release them as podcasts soon, I believe. But that is a group who, much like Dungeons and Comedians, is largely comprised of people who are uh, unversed <laughs> in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> so the story is not only of our characters, who are four humble towns guard, town guards in this huge um, metropolis, trying to maintain the peace and keep people safe but also a lot of the players are actually learning the game themselves so we like to we like to suggest that as if you're looking to get into this hobby then perhaps our stream is a good way to learn how to do that we kind of describe rules as we go and make discoveries uh yeah and i think it's a whole lot of fun i we're We've done three episodes now, so still quite fresh, and I already love where it's going. So yeah, we are Dice Legends, and you you should check us out on Twitch. That is Legends with spelt L E G E N Z. So there's no D <laughs> there, and there's a Z. <laughs> um, th- thanks for that, Brendan. I I would really love people to check it out. We're hoping to take over the world someday. Oh, it's very it's very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Over, over to you, Phoebe. What, what's your background with D and D? Well, um, pretty much not a lot. <laughs> so you don't have to impress anyone, Phoebe. No, it's fine. I um, so I hadn't really. I think I had heard of D and D, Dungeons and Dragons. I think I had heard of it somewhere, but I didn't really know what it was. Actually, I think one of it was 2015, no, 2016, beginning of 2016. And we were in Spain on mm. holiday with friends. And um, it was, we were over visiting friends who were traveling at the, through Europe at the time. I was living in London and we were kind of, it was one of our last trips before we moved back home. And I remember it was Steve's um, friend and he was, He's like, oh, I've got some game I'm playing online at like 
five o'clock or I don't know what the time was at the time, but it was like remotely. So he was playing D&D over the internet. Mm. So like through Discord or something. And, and I was like, what is this game? And then I just um, uh, also had school friends whose um, husband was really into D&D and so we'd done a game with them. So I kind of was familiar with the format when it came to Dungeons and Comedians, but my husband plays D&D um, up until recently when his mate had a baby, but um, was playing pretty regularly every Tuesday or every second Tuesday. So he yeah I basically through my husband have learned most about D&D and most of the time he's pretty heavy-handed in helping me make my characters <laughs> like I love the idea I'd be like what if I could be this person he's like okay well how do we do this and which okay you could be this class and I'm like yeah so that's kind of my background but so like Truby I've played games a lot when I was a kid so I remember having a um playstation and stuff when i was like seven or eight and i love i love kind of i love games so yeah but for whatever reason just haven't quite maybe nerded out as much as i thought i would in in dungeons and dragons but yeah well, you meet you mentioned character creation there um yeah so you first appeared in dungeons and comedians as mum the barbarian yes in our musical <laughs> episode yes um, but I guess your most uh, iconic character is Plank. Yeah. <laughs> um, could you just talk a little bit about where Plank came from? Oh, just sure. <laughs> I'm just laughing about the the ridiculousness of like. Oh, I was like, what would be funny? I just said, what would make me what would make me laugh if I was gonna go and watch someone playing. Dungeons and Dragons and it was like you know comedy whatever what would make me laugh or what what kind of made brought me joy I guess and it was like huh what if I was a piece of wood <laughs> so he was like oh Steve's my husband he's like oh you could play like you know one of there's like a class that's like a wood isn't it? or a race that's like a wood people or like a or he's like oh you could be kind of like this I was like no 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 no, just a piece of wood that happens to talk. And he's like, okay, so I guess we're going to homebrew this. Okay. So that was like, <laughs> that's, I just <laughs> thought it'd be funny. And then Blank kind of talks like this. And for some reason, I just wanted it to be like that. And because um, it just made me laugh. I just like this absurd idea. And no one really knew where Plank came from, really, or why they spoke or whatever. I don't know. It just, I just found it hilarious, I think. And then had to think of how to make the costume, which is like, oh, anyway. <laughs> I yeah. like your costume for Blank. I thought it was uh, very clever. Oh, uh, thanks, Drewby. Just a hole <laughs> and in a piece of cardboard. Just that a I'd hole painted. in a piece of cardboard. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, and a black sort of track suit get up. I thought yeah, it was just the, the premise being that it, you when you because in little Andromeda it's all you know black box that when I sat in the seat you would just see my head that was the premise yeah anyway <laughs> I I must admit that I I had some I had some doubts about plank uh, I'm you, not surprised <laughs> when you said well, that what you wanted to uh, be but then 
your very first, like the very first thing that you did was you had that incredible monologue about what Plank's life was like. Oh yeah. About you were, you were playing like playing poker or something like that. Yeah, because it because I don't think many people knew Plank was Plank is a charlatan and also a bard which kind of didn't really come out towards the end of the recent season. So, yeah, I guess I, I, I had a different idea in mind of how I wanted to play like that character, but Plank then became something different, I think. But, yes, and, and I had spent, um, I must give credit to Steve because he helps me a lot with, with the writing of the <laughs> stuff and I think, yeah, and crafting things and thinking. I think just because he has a good sense of like what would work in the world of, mm-hmm. of Dungeons and Dragons. And so I'd be like, what about this? He's like, okay, well, what if you kind of do that or this, you know, um, all that, yeah, just jokes and things. So he said that this audience would kind of was like, okay, great. Um, and then I just kind of put my own spin on it, really. Um, that's great. And I think we, we might talk a little bit later about how, how Plank grew uh, over the years. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Truby, what about, where did Daisy come from? Where did Daisy come from? Daisy's got a, Daisy has a few influences. I remember our initial meeting where you kind of rounded up some of the actors and performers that were going to be in the show. We were sort of just spitballing and, there was there had already been quite a range suggested, such as Kathleen choosing to play as a mermaid and uh and Kieran as a, was he a water Janasi? He was or, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Aaron as a scarecrow. I wanted to keep going with that sort of diverse cut and, and a plank of wood. Um I wanted to continue <laughs> sort of diversifying that so in my head that excluded something like a human or or even an elf <laughs> though there would be a human in the cast of course uh uh so i went i went for a minotaur i kind of looked down the list and i i i don't know i quite enjoy classics and mythology so a minotaur was a great next pick for me i haven't played a minotaur before and so it just appealed to me on a, a lot of levels. Um, and then, you know, I I quite enjoyed, I think a big part of Daisy's, what informs him is the performance of masculinity, <laughs> which is something that I, which, you know, I, I, I have some interest in because um, I guess I don't consider myself conventionally masculine. So I enjoyed playing a character who I thought was hyper-masculine or, or at least um, sort of played with those ideas. And then lastly, and this might sound uh, contrary to the second point, but Daisy's also based a little bit off my mum. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, who... And I can I can I can do that because I love my mother dearly. Um, but just playing off the way that she interacts with problems, which you know can sometimes be a bit brute force. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> I love um, that. 
yeah, yeah. And the way she gets, um, you know, and the frustration, you know, that um, Daisy sometimes experienced when things don't go her way. Um, they wanted, I like basing a character off some sort of real world <laughs> reference. And in this case, it was my mum, but not entirely. You know, just 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 a few um, start points as well. I also loved the idea of dressing up uh, like Daisy, you know, in a sort of gladiatorial or centurion sort of garb um, was also quite appealing <laughs> to me. So yeah, those everything all roads led to Daisy. <laughs> or ancient grome is uh <laughs> ancient grome which uh yes which ancient grome because i wanted to identify the fact that it wasn't specifically rome and it wasn't specifically ancient greece but rather an idealized version <laughs> of the of the combination of the two of them uh yeah i don't Simply because I didn't want to be held accountable to actual real life <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> Smart. Smart. Yeah, thanks, babe. <laughs> there is the it's an interesting point about like the performance of masculinity. That seems to be a theme running through a lot of dungeons and comedians. Like that was <laughs> you know, in the first one, like Emma Cusden's character Belt. Um, was very much, yeah, a, a uh, an interrogation of masculinity. Um, <laughs> you know, I have a few theories about that. I guess because the form historically perhaps has been quite a male-dominated form, Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. um, gaming in general. So mm-hmm. I think, especially. You know, in 2021, I think it's fun when there's so many more people at the table. It's really fun to actually, I don't know, explore those ideas and kind of just really push it. Um, See how far you can push those ideas. And even as even as women or queer people you know it's like okay let me try those shoes on for a little bit let me put that mm. costume on let me mm-hmm. see what i can do in it it's kind of like yeah, acting without oh. acting kind of thing i just just think of like being able to step into somebody else's like to make up a completely different character and a different i mean i guess that's the appeal of video gaming i guess that idea of trying to be protect just trying somebody else's skin on for a little while and seeing what that feels like and playing with it i guess kind of that's what it kind of reminds you know what I mean like acting is kind of like that too I think I when I looked at my character history recently I typically only play meatheads and Ah. that is not someone you know someone who's physically quite capable I think all of my characters their highest stat has always been strength um and I do right and I, I I'm not that person in this real waking world <laughs> um <laughs> so uh i think i take dnd as an opportunity to not play anyone that's like myself though inevitably the self does creep in quite a bit I yeah <laughs> yeah my my next question is about 
the campaign. Um, I'm interested in like what are your what are your memories of it? Do you have any uh, highlights or lowlights um, to summarize the the adventure started with um, our heroes being kind of magically teleported from their homes into this strange new world which they had to journey through and eventually uh, they eventually found their way back home um, the inspiration was it was kind of um, initially in my mind it was like the odyssey but actually it was mm. it was it was really the wizard of oz like there was a lot of um wizard of oz uh references um kind of built throughout the whole mm. adventure <clears throat> true i like think the lion? I, had, I was <laughs> oh yes i was so close to pulling off um <laughs> I had I had a lion, I had a like a metal man, and I yeah. was like I almost I almost brought them all together at the end. I didn't quite manage that. <laughs> and of course, a scarecrow so as well. Yeah, there was a scarecrow. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I almost got it. I almost got it all, but uh, I didn't quite manage to um, get that. Get that. <laughs> Um, because of course adventures uh go off in their own direction um that we discover as we go um so yeah do you have any do you have any memories from the from the year's adventures i think between the two of you you might have been in in every episode or almost every episode we were in a lot yeah i think we had a fair bit of coverage between the two of us while Mm. also managing to share quite a few episodes Mm. um so out just thinking of our first episode together which was on the train Um, oh yes gosh my memory so but I don't know what it is it's like I think because the worlds are so dense and because I'm coming back and forth my brain's like oh what like it just I can remember bits, but I um, memories <laughs> a bit terrible sometimes. But yes, and there was the oh. um, train. There was the nut. Were you? In, you weren't in Salty Lake, were you? No. Okay. That's, <laughs> that was definitely a highlight. I think episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that was your. That was your. That was Plank's first appearance, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and um, I remember I turned myself into a big wheel, and I was trying to figure out like how big I was able to make myself, and I was like, "I'll be this," and they're like, "Really?" I'm like, "Oh, oh, just oh, oh no, I'll be a wheel," and then I'll roll down like or like a rolling pin. I think I turned myself into a rolling pin. You did an out episode. Oh, when someone's we turned, episode, oh, we turned ourselves into a like a minotaur wheelbarrows That's situation right. and, and mowed through all the icy defeats or the That's right. um, I was like I'm gonna be a giant rolling pin <laughs> and you were like okay I guess <laughs> oh my uh, gosh that that was a really that was a moment I quite enjoyed <laughs> um uh I I think I think um I may have been getting ahead of myself here but I quite enjoyed Grundy's rest and the return to Grundy's rest because those were yes so that was the episode uh I believe it was called battle beyond the bras 
which was kind yeah. of based on uh, Seven Samurai. Yes. <laughs> I quite enjoyed that, you know, just the whole motif throughout it and the shenanigans actually throughout. I, it really, it felt like we as the players were really, yes, anding the crap out of each other um, and just getting ourselves into solving problems really creatively um you know there was the helicopter windmill that we escaped on um the, oh my um, gosh the sort of farm tableau we made in order to disguise ourselves from the cards and, and then the and then the battle that ensued after that against um basalt Basil, yeah. Basil, yeah, that's right. Basil, yeah, Baz, yeah, that um, yeah, one of my favorite um adversaries actually. Um, uh, that whole battle was great as well, with one of the most shining moments from Aaron Jelly as Russell Scarecrow building a ditch and then filling it with dirt, with gross, disgusting dirt. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> like just full of dirt. You're like, what? Yeah, it's amazing. Trench, fills it with dirt, achieves almost nothing. <laughs> I love those calls, though. I am also. I I just was thinking about Henry's barbarian grandpa, barbarian Norman. Yes, Norman, yeah, Norman. With the uh, discovering, I have some soft rope, and I just thought that was so <laughs> genius. Like, I just. <laughs> that was so good. I loved that. So Very just much. to explain, just to explain this one, I <laughs> hand wrote out the character sheets for for some for some, so some people make their own characters and bring them along, and some people who are less familiar with D and D, I I get I they tell me what they want the character to be, and I make it, and then I just write it out, and I was just quickly like scrolling out the inventory. <laughs> and so I wrote 50, you know, five zero FT, 50 feet of rope. And um, it apparently, <laughs> it looked more like soft rope. It's such a read on your handwriting today. <laughs> you, you know, I can see in my mind's eye, I can, I can see it, you know. I'm making the same mistake right now in my head. <laughs> oh. And so I love, I love, I think all those moments where incidental things were really like the bit where I, in this, is it this penultimate episode with you, Truby, where mm. the head and we were in the air and oh, I used yeah. just some of the calls that you made in there. I was like <laughs> trying to first of all explain what I thought we should do in terms of like turning ourselves into something appealing to a head. <laughs> like and just not realizing what I was saying and then you're being like you just did twice I was like oh okay and then we <laughs> we were planted in the ear of the head and I turned yeah. to um Smadri said why is Smadri and you were, and I did it really loud and you were like it's in the eardrum was, we're and literally then, in its eardrum and, you and then you punched the guard I just love that. It was like bang. I was like, yes. It was just such a just I think those moments I I always love those bits. Um where it's like character, but also very much the performers like playing with each other. And I really like those because it's so funny. That <laughs> might have been my favorite episode, I think. Just 
because yeah. the stakes had gotten. So that second, the last one, the stakes had yeah. gotten so high, and it felt like there was a lot riding on everything. Everything had literally come to a head. Um, yes. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, and the party had got split throughout this Death Star-like head spaceship, and you know, we'd almost gone in four different directions, and the episode didn't conclude you know we were left on this cliffhanger of having crashed the ship into a bronze wall and yes it was it was agonizing waiting a month to to find out what had happened and if we could keep going you know would we have an opportunity to (laughs) to resolve what had happened which of course we did in the next episode i try and make every episode you know stand alone so the you know you get the start of the adventure and right through to the even though it's there is a larger context like i I always try and make every adventure self-contained but i thought you know for for this one we could we could kind of go back to back between the second to last and, and final episode um and i was i was delighted by what what you all decided to do as players like i wanted it to be big and so you know, you like crashing the giant like silver flying fortress into into the capital city was uh it was you know it was a big budget moment. <laughs> it it felt epic. My favorite part was deploying the nose <laughs> the, the, yeah. the nose airships. <laughs> Which um, oh, I, I mean and you know Andrew um, oh yeah the pictomancers had some wonderful has had many shining moments throughout the series, the but I particularly nose. enjoyed that one. The little, the little heads coming out of so funny. Of are a Brent, modeled on Brendan's head. <laughs> Brendan's <laughs> angry face. <laughs> <laughs> Watching a whole bunch of little angry Brendan heads come out of a larger Brendan head. It was it was quite spectacular. I quite yeah. enjoyed. <laughs> I think I I also love how silly some of those moments were. Like just how I like the silliness and the playfulness of like you know Grundy's rest. Even though I wasn't in that, mm. it's just such a such a it's such a silly world. Like it's very serious that it's a you know it's a place, but everybody you know accepts that the stakes and the things are are real. But um, just the silliness of it, and it's just. I don't know. I, we all need to feel a little bit silly right now. I feel and I important. think particularly given that the dungeon master is you, Brendan, <laughs> mm. <laughs> because um, just in case people aren't aware of this, that are listening to the podcast, Brendan is a, is a very experienced improviser and the core tenet of improv being yes and, you know, the <laughs> acceptance of your co-players ideas and then building upon them and that's always how the world and the NPCs responded to any of our choices was that they were accepted as a perfect reality yes of course you can you can attempt this or you can do this and more than that it's also going to be incorporated into the story it's going to become very important yeah so I think that it was it was a really enjoyable kind of silly because it was a very collaborative and creative kind of silly. So yes. um, I think I think you managed that exceptionally well, Brendan, and um, 
and I, I think we had we had great moments as players as well. So I thought it was such a fun back and forth to be part of. Mm. Totally. And if that I think also um, having, I'm not an improviser, I'm not a trained improviser, but feeling safe to be able to like try and, and, and knowing that my offer wasn't going to be thrown back at me. It was like, okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> it was to feel safe. It's a really important for I think for me to feel safe to take big risks and towards the end it was like oh yeah cool now yeah okay yeah <laughs> here's some controversial no here's some spicy insight Whoa. um yeah here here's some insight into actually my, something that I thought about Daisy and Plank oh <laughs> spicy yeah I wondered, actually, I there were times when I, you know, saw the way that Daisy and Plank were interacting. I was like, are they? Like having uh-huh. a thing? Like they have a thing? Yeah. Maybe. For sure. Yeah. I was like, you know, I was like, Daisy was, was really happy when he, like, found Plank again. And they went on so many adventures. I you know. know. But, but there were, you know, there were times, though, with the introduction of... Um, Daniel, Daniel, the skateboard, mm-hmm. you know, but what, what story doesn't involve the introduction? <laughs> exactly. It could just totally I, be a love triangle happening right there. Be like Daisy, <laughs> Plank and Daniel, the skateboard. Even though I'm the player, you know, I, 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 I don't think I can claim to know everything about Daisy and, you know, could be reading too much into it, could be reading too much into it. You know, I think, I, th- I think Plank is definitely one of the fastest friends or closest friends yes. that Daisy has l- come out the other side with, I, you know, cause I think Daisy had to learn how to work with other people. Um, but I, I think Daisy, uh, Plank is the closest friend that Daisy made, mm. I, I suspect. I think Plank was just glad to have a friend. But mm. well. I think as a performer, <laughs> Trebi, you're very, like, I think underneath it's very easy to be charmed by you. And so uh, it's oh. fun to play with you and that, and that <laughs> kind of, I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> play. Okay, great. You've just yeah. told me this. Right, I'm going to say <laughs> Yeah, there's, you know, there's the sort of, there's a fun moment. This happens a lot in improv, but, you know, it happens in the show as well when you see the the mischief in the other person's eyes. And it's yeah. like, oh, I'm, I feel that as well. What are we going to do? You know, and then suddenly it feels like so many avenues open up because you're like, oh, this person's going to, this person's going to go along with whatever stupid thing yes. I'm about to say. <laughs> like naughty kids, eh? I love that feeling. Especially as a performer, you're like, hey, let's go, let's go light something on fire over here. And let's yeah, do the, right. you know, like that kind of thing. I'll yeah. get the gasoline. Let's do it. And let's how far we can push it. And, um, put, and also like push each other, like kind of needling, you know? Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. Because there's times where it, there's times to get on board with each other, but then there's also times to challenge each other <laughs> yeah, or shiv each other. Yeah, shivering, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what, so fun. What did you know? <clears throat> which, 
which is so much more enjoyable when you when it comes from a foundation of trust absolutely you you know then you can start doing things that yeah don't seem like they're in each other's best interests but are a lot of fun yes (laughs) yeah well i guess maybe on that (laughs) on that on that note um towards the end of the end of the adventure plank really unlocked a a hidden ability of uh the the power of song oh yeah that thing (laughs) that old chestnut (laughs) which i'd be playing a bard for the i think i don't know i just look i'll be honest with you i really like to sing out of tune and i really like (laughs) to pretend to be bad at singing and i don't know why i just i feel like that's a really dumb thing to say but because <laughs> lots of people would love to be able to sing but it's i i just it brings me lots of joy and so i just guess i was like right well i'm just gonna play this low key and have it in my back pocket for later on and then that's what happened and it just came out yeah some of my favorite yeah. some of the moments like my some of my favorite songs were uh, <clears throat> kill the bad guy Oh, kill the bad guy. The, oh, yes. A, a good um, Billy Eilish parody. Kill I thought that was very guy. good. But also, the most epic one for me, I think, was uh, Here I Go Again on My Own by was it White Snake. I love White Snake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> great, great band. Great song. And it's such a crescendo of the, of the episode as well. It was so epic. I just, I, something about 80s hair metal, eh? It's just, I love it. Um, but yeah, I would write down. So with any of those songs, I would try and think of songs that would be funny to kind of change the words on. I didn't get to do as much as I think I had would have liked to have done. But it was definitely I. I think also because I get nervous about improvising stuff like that sometimes. So I like to have a bit of a little list of songs that I could kind of like. Oh yeah, okay. I'll change this word, this word, and then I knew it was there, and that if I had the opportunity I would pull it out and and do that so that was really fun of thinking of like I still think one of my favorites was don't worry inspiration because <laughs> it just made no sense here's a little song I wrote no don't worry inspiration it's just <laughs> it really tickled me because I just it's dumb <laughs> like it's just silly because it doesn't rhyme it doesn't it's so fit. inartful it's like, yeah, and I think that's the the charm of Plank as well. Of like he he kind of like will just come up with the most uh, I don't know. It's literally it's, as crude as a bit of wood, you know. Yeah, and, and also <laughs> my stats being and charisma really really high. So the fact I could do something really bad and I would still succeed, and I think there's something about that that's really. Kind of, I don't know. I don't know why Homer Simpson comes to mind because he fails a lot of the time, <laughs> but he's quite charming at winning people. Over. Like he's quite charming as a character, and mm. so I guess in that respect, he kind of can't. He can do wrong, but also kind of somehow makes it right in the end through his. There is actually a simil- yeah. a vocal similarity <laughs> now that I'd never <laughs> identified before, but there I is, just thought of that. A bit of I was like, yeah. Plank. Oh, yeah. this, this kind of thing when he when Homer whispers and he goes, 
oh, what is it? I think he's talking to you or something. His whispers like that kind of yeah. talking whisper thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's real fun. Yeah. I just find it so amazing, Phoebe. Like, <laughs> like, no, I mean, no, no exaggeration. Phoebe has one of the like best singing voices I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, that's very kind and <laughs> wow, that's but then, very like, nice. I, I must agree. Your confidence <laughs> to like then not <clears throat> rely on that. L- like if I had any if I had any talent of that <laughs> of that level, I would be forcing it into every <laughs> every kind of um opportunity that I could. But you you really like sat on that. And in fact, like uh. I I had to I, I remember like like quite like having to like I nudged you quite a bit to get you to actually sing yes. um, that that you one were... time. <laughs> yes. I remember the second last episode and you were like you'd said I I did like oh sexy sexy sailor <laughs> soldier or something like this. <laughs> um which my husband and I laugh about a lot. And you were like Oh, where, and where can people buy your music? And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, I should probably like do. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know why. I, I guess, like I say, it's just funny. It's just joyous to me to play somebody who's not me. And so I'm like in this situation, Plank, I wanted to have Plankers be kind of, I don't know, not not be so. <laughs> it's like with... um. <clears throat> Other characters I've played in other stuff before of like if they sing, then I'm like, can they be a bad singer? Because it's just I don't know. But I feel it's like it's you know, like in off. a in a sitcom, mm. like if a sitcom runs long enough, then they start being like, Oh, well, what's the actor good at? Uh, oh, what the oh, this actor's a good dancer. Suddenly we're gonna like incorporate yeah. that into the into the plot lines and things like that. And I just felt like, you know, I thought it it was great to like hold it off and hold it off for like eight months, but um, it felt like a, it felt like an amazing payoff for then Plank to, to like hit level, hit level five and suddenly be able to sing. Bang. Yeah. Um, some people get an extra attack. Some people unlock the power to belt, belt their face <laughs> out, out of <clears throat> an epic. Here I go again. I just love that. um, I have a question for you, Brendan, when we were talking about earlier on, talking about kind of playing characters that are not ourselves. And Trubed mentioned when he looked back, all of his other other characters, he found a trend. So you in your own life, like when obviously you say you don't have as much time now, I'm interested to know if you have noticed these things in the characters that you make, that you play when you're not DMing and, and a question, supplementary question to that, um, Mr. Speaker is, um, <laughs> do you, do you also prefer, do you have a preference for like being a player or do you prefer to, to DM? Like, do you get, like, do you have a preference over, which I, I know that's a really long sentence and a very long question, but the first answer that the first bit, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I like both. I think like playing a character is more fun, but like being a, a 
GM is more satisfying. Like it's because I, I really feel like I'm developing skills and like mastering, you know, these, these techniques, like I'm still working on a lot of them, but to be able to DM is like, it feels like a a great achievement. Um, But like playing a character is, is is more fun and and is more relaxing for me (laughs) yeah Um, right in terms of characters that i play Mm. the thing that i've noticed that i i most like to do is to play uh doctor doctors (laughs) like in any situation oh interesting Um, and i really like the first time i played a doctor i was like oh i want to do this all the time because when your character goes into a new environment, I always think, well, what, what can I do? And a doctor like always has something that they can do. Whether right. they're a doctor or a cleric or, or something like that, it's like people are always, people are always sick. So it's always a way to like get into an adventure. So like, you want to play, you play like a healer or like, so is that when you say doctor, it's like a druid, like a medicine I like I play a lot of games that aren't Dungeons and Dragons, so Uh, I'm playing in a a lot of different genres, right? Um, And so, like the the longest running game I played was uh, in a setting called Seventh Sea, which is a kind of like Three Musketeers pirate kind of setting, right? And um, yeah, I and my character there was a kind of uh, arrogant doctor slash uh, duelist. Amazing! And what a combination! <laughs> Just like uh, I love that as a combo. Well, his his knowledge of anatomy helped him stab. Yeah, yeah. Like, stab you on the spleen. I know exactly where it is. <laughs> That's great. Um, interesting, Brendan. You reminded me of a conversation that I've had very recently. So someone just watched dice legends and they commented on one of my one of my many meatheads sally this in this case i quite enjoy playing that character and i think i was talking to tom eason who is a dm of mine and an actor and and a player and he what i what we're able to articulate was it's fun to play when a character that it's really easy to make choices as them or it's Mm. really Mm. obvious what the choices are that they're going to make uh, yeah. I don't I don't enjoy characters who off, too often make the same choices that I would make because I'm not heroic you know I'm uh, I would be scared to do a lot of the things that players do in D&D so um, I the further they can be away from me the better and the more obvious the choices are for them to make, the more fun I have as them. Mm. One <laughs> is just my, that's my sort of comment on um, playing characters and some, and like playing doctors, you know, just you describing the way that you enter a scene, you know, it's nice when it's, when you can enter so <laughs> strong in the, um, in the beginning of a situation, you know. It's really, um, I'm thinking about common themes of like things, 
I just think of like, I always want to play something that's like chaotic neutral or chaotic uh -huh. good or something that's chaotic and also kind of doesn't like to play by the rules and is also really ugly or has some kind of like weird and I go oh that's so telling I think because I'm quite a strange person so I, but I'm though <laughs> people who really know me will know that I'm a bit weird but um yeah and so I Absolutely. guess it kind of just that little piece of me manifests and then it grows into this like weird clowny kind of I don't know I just was thinking about that and I've played meaty head like real kind of tough strong kind of barbarian characters and they never just um it never is fun I think I I like playing the kind of sneaky like I remember I played a one-handed a one-handed gnome who who was I think involved in corporate corporate espionage <laughs> at one stage. So like <laughs> I don't know, just like that kind of random sort of I like that mixture of those things. I was just thinking about what you said and that the idea of it playing somebody else, whereas I kind of like to heighten all the bits of myself that I perhaps hide perhaps in in life, maybe. No. Mm. Um, okay, I think we should we should move towards wrapping up. Sure. Um, I just uh, I was just looking up some stats and uh, Dungeons and Comedians just hit ten thousand downloads. Woohoo! That's wow. awesome. Um, that's yeah. so that's great. a lot. That's ten thousand. That's ten thousand people, or yeah. well, one person downloading it ten thousand times. It's probably that's probably it. Or somewhere in the middle. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle, we never um, know. A thousand people downloading it ten times. Yeah, because it's not like it, and you know, our focus is mostly on the live show. So, by my count, we've had about three thousand audience members over the years. Um, yeah, it's a lot of people. Yeah, so that's um, that's a bit of a milestone as we go into our fifth year of Dungeons and Comedians. Five Gosh. years. Wow. That's yeah. funny. I remember being involved in, was that the first episode? <laughs> but, uh, yes. Yeah, it was um, the, the, the Necromancer. I think, I think that one was recorded or not. It was. So, um, the, yeah, that very first episode that we did, I didn't record it because I didn't. I, I was like, no, this is a live show. It's not a podcast. Don't, <laughs> don't even bother recording it. Uh, everyone was like, you should Boy, were, you, were you wrong about that, Brendan? <laughs> it was like, you should have recorded it. Why didn't you record it? And I so deeply regret not recording it because I would have I would love to have listened back to that first episode. And the shenanigans were clear from there. You hear whales calling down from the corridor and then... <laughs> <laughs> all of us presumed and you heard, said, like blue whales I said you heard anguished whales oh, yeah. anguished whales <laughs> oh no oh. well that I mean I, I guess that was like the moment that Dungeons and Comedians went off the rails and it, and it kind of never went back on <laughs> <laughs> um, so the show's taking a little bit of a, a break at the moment just so I can um kind of reorganize myself and uh we're coming back on in april 
I believe it is April 10th is that, that hasn't been announced yet, but uh, yes, we're coming back in on uh, April 10th. Thank you so much for joining me, uh, Truby and Phoebe. Do you have any last uh, thoughts, anything you'd like to say as we wrap up? Thank you for inviting me to play this uh, last year. Um, it was so fun. I had a really great time. Um, yeah, and thanks for your generosity and your calm in uh, sailing the metaphorical ship, <laughs> the story, as it were, and having, you know, it was, uh, yeah, it was a really fun time. Thank Absolutely. you. Same here from me. It was what what a fun ride something really special to be part of um and just getting to talk to all the people that have come and seen it you know because i'll be out and about just walking around then someone will come up to me and say are you from you are you daisy or <laughs> you know are you, like you know i've had a few pictures just with people mm-hmm. out in town uh yeah, and so it's, cool. it's really it's really nice to be part of something that gives people joy that's a real mm. that's a really special thing to be part of so um yeah thanks for having me too it's been really mm. really great um well thank you to both of you and to echo truby statement like thank you for to all the people who are listening to this and who have come to the shows and yeah it's 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 made it an incredible experience and um you know planning an episode of dnc isn't is at times quite difficult but um (laughs) i i always after every episode i feel it was completely worth all of the stress because it's it's such an amazing experience to be kind of in that room and to be sharing that experience with everyone. So so thank you to all of the performers and, and all of the audiences that we've had. Um, so we'll be back in, in April. Um, all the old episodes are available on podcast. If you also all of last year's episodes are available on YouTube with you can watch the videos, you can see Andrew Keppel's amazing illustrations that go along with it. So if you even if you've even if you listen to the podcast, I think you should like look at the YouTube video and just like um, scrub through just to see Andrew's illustrations because they are they are amazing okay thank you is, is there anything anyone would like to promote before we go just uh just one more time check out Dice Legends please <laughs> oh, you go you should check out Dice Legends that's also my that'll be my plug ah cheers feeds awesome <laughs> all right well thank you everyone and um we'll see you in April Bye.